Ladies and gents, third podcast in the last 24 hours from your buddy Gavin here at the Filibuster Freestyle. This one, we're going back to an old and good topic, Bravo's reality TV show, Southern Charm. Really excited to bring back Pundit Cindy Harrington and the Pundit of the Stars, Dara Richie O'Brien. Very excited. So, a couple things really quickly. We'll get to the theme song. We'll bring the ladies in to talk about the first three episodes of Southern Charm Season 6. Places listening, it's really all I want to cover right now. Besides the United States, second place, the Philippines, third place, Spain, followed by the UK, Australia, Pakistan, Canada, Brunei, Finland, and South Africa, all checking in this week on the Filibuster Freestyle, filibusterfreestyle.com. And I'll say it until I'm blue in the face, please follow us on Instagram, on the Filibuster Freestyle. Follow me on Twitter, at Gavin Viano. Feel free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, rate us, or subscribe on SoundCloud. Maybe bookmark filibusterfreestyle.com as you're like, not your homepage, but one of your favorites. Check us out every once in a while. Anyway, with that, with that said, and everything else out of the way, here comes the theme song, and then we'll talk Southern Charm. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Freestyle, filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Oh yeah, welcome back everybody. I'm going to call this one The Low Country Boil, a.k.a. Southern Charm, Season 6, with Cindy Harrington, and it's been a while, Dara Richie O'Brien. Dara, how are you? Great. So happy to be back. It's been way too long. Way too long. We did not get canceled. Well, we got canceled. My husband, Dan O'Brien, made fun of me because I was taking notes for episode one and he was like, sort of sad. I think your podcast got canceled, but (laughs) you're still taking notes. Um, So take that, Dan O'Brien. We're back on the air. We are back, baby. (laughs) The people have spoken. And Cindy Harrington, how are you? I'm good, Gav. Happy to be here. Happy to be back talking about our favorite southern city. Our favorite southern city, one that we've all actually gone on vacation on together. Yes. And uh, it's season six. Hard to believe it's season six. I, I feel like season five was here and gone in a blink of an eye, and I wasn't really ready for season six, hence us potentially being canceled, but... Um, can I just tell you guys my biggest issue and you guys can make fun of me for not having DVR I just hate the ability or the lack of ability to fast forward the on demand version on Bravo it really cramps my style and I just want that out there and so Bravo I just want to say if you want people like me to speed forward through your crappy commercials you're going to need me to do that thanks I just don't understand. Yeah, how do you not have DVR in this day and age? I mean, I can't let it slide. And I knew that I'd walked into that. What I'm waiting for, (laughs) what I'm waiting for is when Chief Financial Officer Cindy Harrington and I can split a cable bill, and then we'll get it. (laughs) Fair enough. We've got to be be fiscally, fiscally responsible. We're paying two cable bills. It's really fiscally irresponsible, and you know, I just can't, I just can't deal with it. You know, I can't deal with it. Watch out. Plus, guys, plus, just, just guys, to, be, to be honest, I have like things like the NFL Network, and some people don't anymore because they're cutting costs too. So it's like if we can combine cable bills, we can have both. <laughs> you got well, streaming. You'll be getting your Red Zone package. You'll be getting on demand. You real, real ballers when you guys merge the channels. Both. <laughs> exactly. I feel like for season seven, you'll you'll finally have some DVR, so just sit tight. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I've come this far, but I just wanted to point that out one last time for season six, that assuming that the pod isn't canceled and assuming that Southern Charm isn't canceled, next year I'll be able to speed through the commercials, which is all I care about. Okay, that was my biggest issue. Episode one, guys, here's where I'm going to start. People love Craig now. Uh, <laughs> what the hell happened? Dara? You know, what I think is what happens is it's very cyclical. So you stay around long enough and you'll be on top and then you'll be on the bottom and then you'll be back on top. I feel like Shep was like in a, like he had, I can't quite remember what his storyline was last season. I think he was trying to get his life together. He was going to 
drink less and exercise more. And now he's back on a downward spiral, it feels like. So I don't, you know, you stick around long enough and it, it all, all comes around, I guess. So Craig has apparently got his life together now. His house does look put together. Now, granted, I'm no fool and I don't believe that that is an indication that his life is together as much as he had a decorator come in and complete his house but you know if that's the storyline we're going with this season i'm in i'm in I'll, I'll go along for the ride why not sure and cindy you've mentioned that craig is somehow even more handsome than he used to be wanted to weigh in on that wow i mean i was i did say i was never attracted to him before and suddenly i am like very attracted to him and like kudos i don't know if it's like the facial hair or the new tan but he looks great he does you know look- i think he i think he gained a couple of pounds too in a good way like the same way danny gained a couple of pounds and she looks better this season you know what i mean like he's getting a little too skinny there all, for a while they're all laying off the uh Nose candy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fake fake band name of the week. Oof. <laughs> Scorching hot well, they, are, they are all almost 40 years old, so that's probably a good thing. Well, yeah. well and I will say this. I can't speak to that piece of it, but to, to Craig, Dara, I 100% buy that Craig's house has been done by somebody else. But Craig hired a personal assistant just to manage like his daily walking around. So a lot of people yeah. will have personal assistants because they're like movie stars or they're CEOs of companies. Now, Craig is, in his own right, his job is being Craig on Southern Charm. So he's able to hire a personal assistant. And it seems like this lady just comes over every day and like helps him pay his, his bills and helps you shop <laughs> to things on time and asks him why he ordered beef jerky boxes, things like that. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to lie, that sounds amazing. Like, he's a genius, and I want one her. If I could have one, I would. Right. Um, totally Now, agree. granted, he doesn't have a full-time job, I mean, you know, in the traditional sense. So, you know, could he or should he be able to do those things on his own? Sure. But this is better television. Oh, much be better honest. television. So, I'll take it. And it's, it's, got, uh, it's got Craig and you guys his good, good graces, so good for him. I would say I also appreciate this lady much more than Laura, the life coach from last season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't need a therapist. He didn't need a therapist. He literally needed someone to help him do things. Yeah, I need someone to help him kick his ass in gear, which is perfect. Right. Like, therapists are for regular people. This is Craig's not a regular person. Right. Right. He doesn't really want to work on himself as much as he just wants. I think he said, I just want someone to nag me except that person to not be my girlfriend. Correct. That's so, probably you know, the line of episode one is I need someone to nag me all the time just can't be my girlfriend. Right. Right. Hell of a line. Hell of a line. Hell of a line. Hell of a line. All right. Let's move on to Catherine and Whitney are a thing again or at least they were in the off season. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Big deal, right? I was giddy over this I just kind of Same. Just kind of, as you know I like fell right back in with Whitney last season in his track suits and his cute glasses and you know I just I like like a little bit of Whitney I like him not as a full cast member I like him to just come in and dabble that's as much Whitney as I need so what I loved is that he came back in and it was like oh they had a fling in the off season I was so into it just you know, two crazy kids had a connection back in the day. They're on, they're off. Thomas, the whole bit. It, it was, it was great. I just loved it. Cindy, what do you think? Totally agree. We are we are getting the perfect amount of Whitney on these latter seasons, and I I support their fling. I think he's probably a good uh, grounding person for Catherine. Not to mention, he's also the producer of the show. So I don't know ethically where that lies, but I'm still in favor of it. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that too much. I feel like we're I feel like we're about a hundred years behind like typical workplace <laughs> relationships at this point in this show. But that's just me. Sure. True. Considering the main cast member from last season is about to go to jail or is in jail or has been like indicted. I'm not even sexual assault. So yeah. Right. <laughs> More on him later. Actually, I have a question on him, but I'm not ready for it yet. Um, Eliza, who cares? That's what I think about her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. That, 
That's the right take. She looks like Paris Hilton from like the Simple Life days, and I'm not here for it at all. And really, the only thing I'll say because I, I she was she was clearly the most annoying person in episode one, and they gave us a little sprinkling of her in episode two with Cameron. And I just wrote, just to kind of follow up from the beginning of episode two, Eliza is the most annoying person I know. Cam tries to talk sense into her. It goes poorly. She's tone deaf, and I dislike her. And that's all I've got. And I don't feel bad that she's not involved, invited to parties anymore. And here's the thing, Eliza, and then I'm done. If you're, if you're Charleston royalty, then if you don't get invited to parties anymore, no one cares if you used to be Charleston royalty. You suck. Bye. <laughs> Yeah that's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Get off the TV, you piece of trash. Like, I I was like, I cannot believe that they're positioning the storyline and I am supposed to feel bad for this person Never. right now. Is that what's happening? Am I supposed to feel bad for her? Well, I especially care. if your move is to basically be Ashley Light. Right. 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 America right. literally hates her. More on her later, too. Um, okay, so... Here's what I wrote about Austin and Madison when I first saw them, and I didn't have any knowledge of episodes two or three yet. Austin stinks slash Madison stinks. What do you guys think about that hot take? Accurate. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's my hot take. Madison not attractive. Ooh. Don't think oh. she's attractive. Yeah. Think there's something weird about her face and her mouth, and I don't know what's happening there. But I find her to, Gab, was it you who said in our text chain that she looks kind of like Ursula from The Little Mermaid? I mean, was that? I don't know if that was me, but that's a hot take. I mean, I I like that. Now I can't unsee it. Like, I I, I just, I don't think she's attractive. I don't think, like, she should be, like, you know, if you just, the hair, the body, whatever, but like her actual face is not attractive. Oh, you know who, no, you know who I thought was Ursula? The lady who, Ew. the lady last year who showed up for a hot second, who was on Shep's dating show, she was a, like a veterinarian or something like that. Oh, she, she dressed up as like yes. a unicorn. That poor yeah, thing. Yeah, I totally forgot. I forgot she existed that, already. That poor wow. thing. Yeah, I don't even remember her name. But that's who I call Ursula because she dressed up like a like a green unicorn thing for Halloween. It was weird. So, <laughs> but that, but that's so season five. So you know. Um, can I give you guys another hot take for my initial reactions to episode one? Please. Five words. Chelsea is a superstar. What do you guys think about that? Wow. Oh. I, I just getting, love Chelsea. I love Chelsea. That's all I'm saying. Is she getting better looking like literally every season? Yes. yes. That's my point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like. It, Craig is and so is Chelsea. Craig and Chelsea. And meanwhile, Austin's with this Madison and he should have stayed with Chelsea like she's got her this beautiful house she redid she's so cool she's so fun she's super hot what were we thinking now he's got this uh, this other gal she doesn't seem like she seems like nothing but trouble plus I love how they keep flashing back to that TMZ video I they, oh, they yeah. do it four, four times an episode and I love it because I it love shows it what an absolute <laughs> yeah it shows what an absolute piece of trash he is to be honest. Yeah, that, that, Chelsea, that, that, go ahead, Sadie. Sorry. That's okay. No, Chelsea is is great. I feel like she's coming into her own a little bit. Um, I don't. I still don't think she has like an overwhelming personality. So that's what would hold me back from saying that she's an absolute superstar. Well, I said star. Um, I think that's a superstar. My bad. Did you say that? I said superstar, but you know what? You're right. She's more of like she's a star. But, like, she's just a likable human, and she doesn't, like, rock the boat too much. And my favorite preview is her screaming upon seeing Ashley walk into some outdoor party that they're having. And, uh, yeah. What does she say? I think she's coming into her own. Wait, why, why is it your favorite preview? What does she say? No, it just, like, shows actually showing up and Chelsea looks and sees her and just like screams out loud. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Can I hit you guys with a hot take? You're not going to like. Oh boy. Oh wow. Hit me. Naomi is a thirsty bee. It's confirmed. You know what, Gav? I, I don't know if I'm going to say she's thirsty. What I am going to say is she's basic, which is maybe worse. 
Um, you said basic? So basic, like basic. You got your basic new nose. You used to be attractive. I, I think she's 50% less attractive with the new nose. 50%. Wow, it's a half. And yeah, yeah. She lost 50% of her attractiveness. Number two, I'm into her and the new boyfriend. He seems to be attractive and has us together. Matul. Hello, Matul. Matul. I like Matul, I think. I mean, I don't, we don't get don't a know, lot of Don't know him much. Yeah, yeah. Don't know much, but like, fine. You moved on. You have a new boyfriend. I get it. The online shop that she's pretending is Oof. like an empire. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Sin. It's so bad. on this. Support it's me so on that. Bad. Cindy, what, what, can you tell us, Cindy, what the uh, the fake online empire looks like? Because from the TV show, it looks pretty important. Oh, no, 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 not at all. It's like an <laughs> e-commerce site, from what I understand. And I remember reading something on social media, someone that met her while she was having like a pop-up shop in Charleston. And it's just like all 100% like polyester garbage, hmm. is what I believe the person said. Ouch. And like every every person that was ever on The Bachelorette has one of these stores. Like it's a, yeah. it's like a influencer type of deal. Yeah, and it's not a a real business. And I'm sure she makes money from it because she's like promoting the things on her website. But like she's not making the clothes. She's not purchasing the clothes. She I doubt she's making that website. I don't know why they need a storefront. <laughs> that they can all go there to sit there. They just need a place to shoot more shots. They need a place to film. Right. Like, that's a WeWork space, basically. Like, I guarantee 100%. Yeah, like, so, there's... yeah. And so my point is, she's coming off like she's running two businesses because her parents are on vacation in France, so she, like, checks in on the place. And, yeah, I just... She was so defensive about that poor girl who I called her till last year, who I can't remember her name of, for being thirsty because she was thirsty. And now she's got her own credit, and good for her for scheming her way to the top. But whether she's basic or not, she is her. She is what she feared the most, which is she rode coattails. She used Craig, and don't even get me started on when I see her with Gizmo. It is so wrong. It's not even funny. And <laughs> not even funny. It's very upsetting. I'm very upset. Very upsetting. I'm not a cat person, but Craig is, okay? He deserves Gizmo. He does deserve Gizmo more than she does. I mean, she's, she's running the damn WeWork store. Let, let Craig do nothing and get nagged by his knock girlfriend and have Gizmo. Come on. Okay. Here's, here's my last note from episode one that I have, which is, speaking of thirsty people, why is Ashley being brought back to this show? Who wants to feel bad? So, she is the thirstiest person on the planet. I guarantee the producers needed to wrap up that storyline a little bit, and they can't film with Thomas anymore, so they wanted to put a pin in the Ashley Thomas thing from last year. And so they probably just offered her cash to show up to something. Now, doesn't it look like she shows up to, like, his plant? Like, looks like the outdoor event is at his plantation. Thomas's? Where... Yeah, yeah, like where they used to do this, doesn't it? Is it a polo? Is it a polo game or something? Maybe polo match. It looks like something like that. I mean, maybe they all look the same, and so I, it's not. But that part was weird. I thought, but I guarantee they just offered her money to come to come shoot for a day, and she's as thirsty as they come, and that's uh, that's what I think. You know, I don't hate it. I'm here for it. You, yeah, you think it'll, it. you think it'll bring some good TV, Cindy? Absolutely. Why not? Throw her in there. What did you guys think? Cindy, you're a nurse practitioner. What did you think of Ashley winning, like, Nurse of the Year award and then them talking about it? Oh, jeez. That was some bullshit award. Give me a break. Sorry. (laughs) That's my one swear of the pod. (laughs) You used it well. Uh, my, My only takeaway from that scene is that whatever rooftop bar that was that those ladies were on discussing that video clip, we all need to go there the next time we're in Charleston. Agreed. Yes, the, the the rooftop bar scene in Charleston is is where that that's where we should be. That's where I want to spend my final days is on a rooftop bar in Charleston. That's an yeah. that's an amazing thing because the ability to get up those up to those isn't easy. But I I envision you in your eighties with like some kind of special elevator service right to the top, and I hope you get there. Someone 
Brady or Eddie better throw me on the back and get me up to the top. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, this podcast money is eventually going to come in and you kids can't squander it. Your mom wants to go to the rooftop bars when she's 80. Come on! <laughs> all right. Well, let, me move to, let me move to episode two unless, Dara, did I miss anything like incredibly important from episode one? Well, you know what? The one thing is is that they are they did start laying the groundwork in episode one for Catherine's spending habits. Which yes. has now become a theme. So we haven't talked Apple. about Cameron or Catherine yet. Well, we're about to talk about Catherine, and I, it actually leads into the spending habits. So we can do that. It's up to you guys. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, so, like, so here's the thing about Catherine, right? She moves into the $6,600 a month rental, quote, south abroad in Charleston, right? And the first thing I wrote is, is Bravo paying for this? Because the next thing I know, there's a commercial for Sherwin-William Paints being like, we designed the room in Catherine's house, and if you want to see it, come to our website. So my guess is this entire home is being paid for by the sponsors of the show, and Catherine gets to live in that and have her Rolls-Royce Phantom and everything else, but really it's just a vehicle for like Sherwin-Williams to say, if you want a cool accent wall, we did Catherine's. She wow. doesn't have that kind of money. You, of course she doesn't. I didn't I didn't watch the commercials because I fast forwarded. I have the one of the commercials! <laughs> wow. This is what you learn. You're probably wow. right. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely subsidized by it for sure. I mean, I don't know if it's paid for, but I Sherwin Williams gives her a cut, you know, for letting them do advertising or whatever, for sure. Right. So anyway, her spending habits, I think, are quasi-legitimate, but much like we're pretending that Naomi's store is real and we're pretending that Craig, you know, makes pillows to scale and all these things, um, I think we're pretending that Catherine has the kind of money to, to spend 6600 a month on rent. Not, not a mortgage. Rent. Not a mortgage. <laughs> so let's talk about Cameron, who did did say that she thought Ashley was a nice person and she said she was kidding six times because the girls were going to kill her. And Cameron also was the one who broke the news about the rent being 6600 because she's a realtor, of course. So, I mean, Cameron looks great, by the way. Cam's all the way back. And yeah. she's doing tequila shots, or at least trying, at, at Ash, uh, Chelsea's house. And she's trying to sell stuff. And she has some heart-to-hearts with her mom. And we'll get to all that. But, I mean, where are you guys on Cam? I mean, Cam's the North Star of the show, right? She is the person that kind of moves the storylines along, I would say. And I appreciate her kind of having more of a resurgence back in the group. I feel like last season she, you know, was taking the time to be with her baby. And now Palmer's a little bit older. So now she's like back out attending events and stuff. And she's a nice presence. Nice presence. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like she's gone from being a main cast member to being a subsidiary cast member, secondary, secondary cast member, not subsidiary. Um, and, and that's okay. Like, I feel like her storyline is the one I'm supposed to relate to the most because, you know, like, oh, she's a new mom. She's trying to figure it out and blah, blah, blah. And not that I am a new mom, but I, I have kids. And so, like, maybe she's supposed to be the person I connect to. And yet, I don't know if that's what I want on Southern Charm. Just not, this is like supposed to be TV where like you just escape like I don't want to see her juggling at all I can't speak for Cindy and I can't speak for my like I can speak for myself but I have no I have no business doing so but Cameron talking to her mother about bad thoughts about her child and something happening to her child Palmer that can't feel good yeah. for you as a real mom to think about during fake time Right, like, these are things that all moms think about because, you know, it's just what you do. But, like, that's not what I want to see on Southern Charm. That's not my escape from reality. When I go to watch Southern Charm, I want to see people make bad decisions and, you know, yell at each other. Or like, And I like seeing the relationships between people, but, like, I don't need to see that that storyline on a show that I go to for not that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm good. Yeah, like, that's legit. That's legit. And I think that's maybe why you guys, because I just don't like the Real Housewives series, but people like those because it's all a bunch of cougars who are out of control. And that is a great place to just lose lose yourself for a while, right? 
None yeah. of those ladies have little yeah. kids. None of those, from my, to my knowledge, none. All those ladies are on their sixth marriage. Like they're just getting rocked everywhere and just getting hammered and saying, getting me, and you know, being mean to each other. And people like that because they don't have to think about real life. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. then Cameron's trying to be like, I have a cute little baby, and every once in a while, I'm so so scared if something happens to her, and I'm starts crying with her mother, and I'm like, Well, that's kind of real. F that. <laughs> yeah, that is way too real, Cam. Uh, if I wanted, if I wanted to think about this, I would watch the local news, which I never watched for that exact reason. <laughs> exactly. exactly. If I wanted to see tragedy in a something in a can, I'd watch the local news. So. Let's go back to stuff that's more kind of vapid and carefree. Shep and Danny having lunch. They talk about Madison and Austin, and of course, one more opportunity to show him yelling, Madison, you're insane, even though he had a threesome. Like, it really like, does. The Madison like, is just like him. Guys, I'm going to be honest. Last season, I couldn't quite get it, but I've seen it. Seven times already in three episodes, so now I've got it. I've got it down pat. <laughs> so great. Um, uh, but So, you know what's interesting? Okay, so this plays into this whole storyline that just played out on social media, which Cindy's going to give us a full, like, breakdown of, because I was following it, but I feel like you're following it a little bit more closely. Yes. To me, like, and to you, the highlight like, of my weekend. Yeah, like, I then <laughs> went back and tried to piece it all together, um... But what was interesting is, so Shep clearly has a bone to pick with Madison outside of just the fact that he's like, well, just because he cheated first, then she doesn't get the right to then just go ahead and cheat. And that's not your bone to pick with her. There's something else going on there. Like, he must have tried to hook up with her and Mm. she shut him down or something must have happened there. He's always trying to, like, take Austin down. So my guess is that prior to... Austin and Madison getting together. Maybe Patricia tried to hook up Shep and, and Madison and she wasn't into it and he was or something happened there. There is some other reason why he's not into Madison. And then then on the other side, then you have the Danny Gentry situation. Right. So let's just the current existing drama. Let's set Cindy that can. let's set that up and then Cindy can give us what played out on social media. So we learned that Danny has a boyfriend named Gentry. And then we learn by the end of episode three, at the very least, that Gentry was pursued via Instagram DMs by Madison's friend on behalf of Madison. And so then, you know, we'll get to that stuff. But so, so basically that all aired on TV and it sounds like Cindy caught the real life, real time reaction by both Madison and Danny on social media. Right, Cindy? Correct. So what went down Which was there? was riveting. So... Uh, basically, Madison obviously took to um, Instagram, this all played on an Instagram, and was trying to say that, um, you know, the message was written by her client while she was doing her hair and said that she had basically shown um, her a picture of Gendry and was like, oh, isn't this guy attractive? And she said, uh, yeah, he definitely is, but never said, oh, fix me up with him blah 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 and then basically was like I don't know why you're bringing this false narrative up again especially since he's broken up with you Danny (laughs) so throwing some shade out at Danny immediately to which Danny responded and posted the entire message uh, that included uh, a slightly provocative photo or a good photo of Madison you know with the actual message saying um, that she does in fact want to meet you and Danny was like uh, I was trying to be a girl's girl, but if you're going to play that game, I'm just going to, you know, basically blow your, you know, what up. Got it. And then Madison replied on that Insta post and say, well, where's his response, Danny? Implying that Gentry had uh, reciprocated the interest in meeting each other. So then it was going going back and forth. And, and so finally Gentry took to his Instagram account and basically um, played out all the messages and base- and said, you know, this is the whole thing. I would politely declined, uh, you know, this girl's message and tried to change the subject. And both Madison and Austin at by that point had reposted parts of that messages 
uh, message sort of uh, uh, cut out to kind of illustrate their own point, and then Gentry kind of just blew them both up on that. Right. So going back to my my initial point from episode one, Austin stinks, Madison stinks. Yeah. And now there's thought that they're just dating each other just to kind of get more of a storyline on Southern Charm. Who's dating each other? People aren't even buying that they were even together at all. Who's dating each other? Madison and and Austin. Austin. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. I'd I'd believe that. I would believe that. So... Okay. Who knows? Are Austin, really quickly, to stay in the present tense before we get back to the show, are Austin and Madison together again now? Oh, so the fi- one of the other pieces of this story, I was watching Watch What Happens Live when Pat and Catherine were on, and Madison was in the audience because um, she does Pat's, Pat's hair. hair. Yeah. So she was along in the audience, and someone had asked a question about... Um, you know, someone that she had hooked up with and then Austin kind of called her Madison out on Twitter and Andy read it aloud on the show and she was clearly like horrified. And I think they broke up shortly after that. So that was a couple weeks ago. Gotcha. Okay. Good times at the uh, OK Corral. Um, yeah. So, okay. Well, that's interesting stuff. And for those of you who want to dig deep into Instagram, it seems like it's there for you. So go ahead and do it. Um, can I hit you guys with one more commercial that I stood out to me? Um, there's a commercial for Delta shower heads with a dude pretending he's dancing in the shower. Um, this is my exact example of why I need DVR because I've, and everything else I watch in the entire planet earth, I would never see that commercial, but only because of this show. So anyway, um, let's do this. Let's go to Chelsea's with her interior designer, Kim. And stops on by to kind of show off Chelsea's house prior to her party. Um, Chelsea has a very good quote, very Southern gal quote, if you will, because Chelsea fashions herself to be kind of a redneck. I finally found a man. He drives a truck. He likes to hunt. He likes to dip. And I think that's sexy. And I just feel like people who find dipping attractive is mind-blowing. What do you guys think about all that? I mean, I concur with that. But with my point or her what, point, sorry. With your point, but you know, I get that Chelsea likes that. That's kind of all right up for Allie, and I'm not going to fault the girl for that. Okay, I think it's the line. I think it's the line of the the season so far. <laughs> yes, it is. I liked it. I was following <clears throat> this relationship for a little while. I wonder if they're still together. Do you know Cindy? If her and I, that guy are still I also was following the relationship for a while, and I do not think they are. Mm, that's sad. I know. I think I think the distance made it fall apart. Yeah, wh- you know, it must be must be really hard to be on a show and filming like eight months ago, and you're talking about some guy you just met and you're dating because they make you share your life, uh, you know, with the show, and then by the time it airs, you're broken up. <laughs> you look stupid or whatever. Like it's like she Sheena Shea talking about Rob on Vanderpump Rules and like by the time it right. you already know they had broken up. So it made it yep. so horrifying watching yep. every episode. Yeah, that's when you just don't watch your own episodes, I think, right? <laughs> right. Right. But it, it kind of sucks because we're all experiencing it now and yeah, Chelsea's potentially had to move on. What is interesting well we'll talk about that in episode three because that gets featured a little bit more in episode three. But Chelsea has this party and Scott from Island Coastal Lager comes by, and he's going to do the beer, and Austin's all, like, mad, like Chelsea snubbed him from doing it. But then we, we learn from Austin that he actually couldn't afford the time or money to actually do the brewery thing, so he, quote, put it on the back burner, further proving that he's weak and fragile and the worst. Like, don't come at, don't yes. come at me like I'm mad that Coastal Island Lager's here when your beer's not even real and you abandoned it. Right, like you made a beer. And by the way, all of us could make a beer tomorrow by going to the same type of place that Austin went to. Yes. And I can throw a label on it, and it would cost, what, $1,000? I mean, I don't even know what that costs, but I can't imagine it's that much to make one batch of beer and put on some sort of label. That doesn't mean you are a brewer or have a beer line or anything like that. So... I question his intelligence 
Very much so. On every episode. Every episode, I'm questioning his intelligence. Very much so. Agreed. Speaking of intelligence, one of the games they played at Chelsea's house is literally called Hammer and Nail. And you just put a bunch of nails in a stump, <laughs> and the yeah. person who hammers it in first wins. And if you don't hammer it in, you drink. <laughs> Good times. Oh, We're going to play that at Cape Cod from now on. Thank you very much. <laughs> let's, let's put that on the list. I mean, we got to play that. Also, had never, and he's probably showing my age because I bet you the kids in college do it these days, but I've never played Dizzy Bats that way before. That what? was awesome. Oh, oh. No! Oh, you oh, must have just not played, played it. You must have just not bad. played it at your school. We played it a lot. Yeah, we played oh. it a lot too. And I'm older than you are, Dara. So, and Sandy, I'm older than both of you. So, it's not an age thing. I think it's maybe because you went to school in D.C. and it was just classier. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, maybe not as many yards to play in. Maybe it was an urban environment. Yeah, that's a I fair way to look at it. Yeah, that. exactly. Never you guys had better that. things to do in the nation's capital than play dizzy bat. You know. <laughs> Uh, but, in the com- but in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, <laughs> we, we could play some Dizzy Bat, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. So wow, that sounds awesome. Here's, here's another interesting take I have from episode two. They flash back, in reference to Whitney and Catherine getting back together, they flash back to Catherine and Thomas and Whitney in season one. And my takeaway is Thomas was really handsome back then. And five, yeah. five and six years of partying really hard really took his toll on Bert Thomas's face big time I mean if that's not like a PSA to not do drugs know, hydrate <laughs> to hydrate and take it easy on the booze and the other illicit substances I don't know what is like you guys because I really like didn't watch I really didn't watch season one like I came in late in season two obviously I've been doing the pod since season two season three with you guys so like I've I missed kind of Thomas before he got famous and disgusting looking, and I can see what everybody was talking about then, but I was always kind of like, what the hell is everybody talking about? He's like an okay looking old man, and then I see him in season one, and I'm like, oh, he was a handsome older man, you know what I mean? Yes, and yes, it's like, exactly. And, but like, I never knew that, and so I see, this, I see the flashback, and I'm like, oh, I get it, but holy crap, uh, as, as Stephen A. Smith likes to say, stay off the weed, but you know, other stuff too. <laughs> Just don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. I never thought Stephen A. would make it into the Southern Charm podcast, but I'm here for it. Season six, here ladies. Season six. Come here on. We are. And then my final thought from episode two is Elvis sighting on Chelsea's dock. First Elvis sighting of the season, really. And, of course, Shep reaches into a crab trap and gets snipped by a crab. So he says, I'm going to give it away because he's too afraid to pick it up. Kicks it in the ocean. And uh, what did you guys think about that little little tête-à-tête with Shep, the crab, Chelsea, and Elvis. I was just happy to see Elvis. Yes. Like, I mean, that's the only part of, you know what's crazy to me? It's like we see Cameron's mom, her baby, her dog, even though it's not really her dog, and yet we still can't see Jason. Like, what? Yeah. We can hear him on her phone, though. We can hear him on the right. phone. But, like, why is Jason okay? It's not like Palmer's, like, a central cast member, but we've seen her. Have, well, actually, have we seen her live on the show, or no. are we just seeing photos of her? I don't think we have. Uh, no, they've no. had some scenes of her trying to feed her, and she was fussy. Oh. Hot but they don't yeah. her face, I don't think. they're kind of, It's all, like, from a side view. Oh, okay. Well, we've Which, talked like, since then, because I was going to say, like, how could Jason be like, no, I'm not going to be on the show, but sure, put our kid on. So at least they're consistent. I don't like it either way. Like, if you're going to be on TV, I want you, especially because I think I would love Jason. I want Jason yeah. in my life. Really, right. the only viable way to keep Chelsea interesting is to bring Jason in. Cameron? No, Chelsea, I'm sorry, Cameron, my bad, my bad. That's how uninteresting she is right now. <laughs> you can't even remember her name. Right, right. So... So that's episode two. And then, okay, episode three starts off with Chelsea's dad throwing some serious shade on Nick the Sailor being an absentee boyfriend. And Chelsea just keeps referencing, and we already kind of covered this, but he signed a three-year contract, signed a three-year contract, signed, it's like a broken record by the end of this episode. She mentions it like six times that he signed a three-year contract. But the, the silver lining of this conversation is Chelsea's dad calls Austin a house cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I love Chelsea's dad. I need more of Chelsea's dad. Yeah, <laughs> I like him as a character. Cast member. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm really okay with him as a character. Okay. He's like the anti-Pat. <laughs> like, yeah, like right. if Pat is Pat. over the top, high society Charleston, this guy is like over across the river in, in Mount Pleasant, you know, going crawdaddy fishing, and that's okay. Right. We, we like it. Um, so, yeah, we, we do have the scene with Cameron and her mother drinking, and Cameron talks about work as a reprieve from the isolation. Holy cow, just, just depressing stuff. Depressing yeah. stuff. Yeah. One, depressing. rich people problems. Two, depressing stuff. Right. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> agreed. Totally agreed. Um. Okay, I did see the Sherman Williams commercial during episode three. We already covered that. Oh All right, Cindy, <laughs> let's let's put your Craig your your Craig affinity to the test. Of course, yeah. Craig is Chelsea's guest to go floral landscaping shopping. Of course, he is. <laughs> yeah. Does that make you even more into Craig or less into Craig? No wrong <laughs> answers. No wrong answers. <laughs> I mean. I feel a little indifferent on that particular scene. It it was really a weird scene. It felt like a, a throwaway thing just to get them both together because they clearly really weren't there to purchase any plants because they were way out of their price range. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy Craig interacting with anyone at this point. I'm here for it. Okay. As a person who goes to... Um, Floral landscaping places. places. Oh, yeah, see, Dara, you're way more qualified to answer this. As a person who goes to landscaping places, I'm usually relegated to like a Lowe's or a Home Depot because they have a wider selection. There are smaller places that are locally owned in the city, but they are outrageously expensive, like this one is, and they usually don't have a wide collection. Anyway, this is a long way of saying I wanted to go to that place, it looked awesome. And I probably enjoyed that scene more than I should have. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow, I wish I had a guy like that at my Lowe's who would tell me what to buy. That it's just like old ladies from South Philly who the one lady does have one tooth that checks you out. And I love her and she's so nice. But, you know, she doesn't help me pick out, you know, this this plant is good for the shade and this plant is thrives in the sun <laughs> so i wanted that guy to walk around with me and tell me what to get yeah, yeah. that's fair wait was this also the scene where they started like a bad game of telephone essentially yes. okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah. this is so, where they started the gentry danny like because then then there's a scene where <laughs> danny is no sorry chelsea's telling the story and, and she's repeating like, it and then someone's like who <laughs> Who told Craig? And Chelsea said, some girl. And Danny's like, it was me. I told Craig. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, how do you not know this? Yeah, so that that was that, the beginning of that scene, which was why it was a worthwhile scene, I guess. Um, so then we get Catherine buying the Rolls Royce. We learn that she's dating a senator who's a Democrat, I roll, and by her, not by me necessarily. Um, and he, we then learn, of course, that he's disgraced. And there's a lot of drama around his wife, ex-wife, crazy ex-wife. It basically like sounds like a, a Florida Democrat version of Thomas. So how are we feeling about this, ladies? I was so confused. Yeah, I was so confused because I thought when she said, I thought when she said he's a senator, I thought she said he's a singer. And she's currently dating a singer. Correct. So, yes. So then when they showed the, pic, the photo or the picture of that guy, I was like, who is that guy? <laughs> She's dating another singer? That guy should not be a singer. He's no. not attractive enough to be a singer. He's not made then for the stage. Said, <laughs> then they said senator. Then it all made sense. <laughs> totally agree. So, yeah, I didn't like it, but I feel okay about it because I know who her current boyfriend is, and he's way better. So who's her current boyfriend? Because I thought she said singer, too. And then I was like, who's the senator guy? So who's this current guy? So I think he was on, was he on The Voice, Tara? He was on American Idol or The Voice, and his name is Hunter Price. Hun- at Hunter Price Music. <laughs> the For all the deep dive. Did a deep dive. So it's at Hunter Price Music, okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's, is, is he he's a, country? a country artist. I was he gonna lives just, in Nashville. Got it. Got it. Okay. Just going to ask that. Okay. So that's good. So, so she, nice. didn't, she didn't get stuck in that, which is good, because I was just kind of worried yeah. about that. Um, also, it's so clear that, that everything that this show is about now is about Catherine, because now she's the one, quote, planning a girl's trip to some treehouse in the sky place, all to cope with Thomas's legal issues, because that's what you do when your baby daddy's going to go to jail, is you go on a girl's trip and leave your kids elsewhere. But that's okay. But you guys here for this trip? Does this seem exciting to you? Do you have any motivation to go on a girl's trip to a sky top tree place? I do like Cameron's reaction to what it is and being like, wait, it's a mansion and a tree? Is there a toilet? It's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. To be determined, I guess, because I want to see how it all plays out tomorrow night. But I, like, are they going to be like, drinking and like turning up or is this going to be more like they're doing yoga in a tree i don't care about that i feel like the latter unfortunately you don't yeah, care about it you not, don't think? not really yeah i need some better <laughs> antics than that yeah i don't know if i like these forced family field trips to like get some different shots in i just feel like if they're not interesting enough they're not interesting enough and maybe like i don't know i'm not saying cancel the series i'm just saying whatever <laughs> throw, throw Eliza in there and light some fireworks off. I don't know. <laughs> Something. That's why they had to bring her on this season, I guess. That's why they had to throw Ashley back in there. All the girls like each other. Oh, and what, a, what a recipe so, for disaster. That's <laughs> a recipe for a reality TV disaster. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really nice if you just want to like be on TV and be famous and make money off your e-commerce store, but it's really crummy if you want people to watch. <sighs> Right. Um, so right. then we start getting into probably the best storyline of the season thus far, which you've already touched on. But the way, like, the Craig and Shep having to be the guys to tell Austin that his girlfriend is, like, cheating on him and running around town and DMing Danny's boyfriend. There couldn't be a worse duo to break bad news to somebody. <laughs> In the history of dudes with very little moxie for a state a straightforward conversation. Am I right? Yes. So true. So true. These are the last two people I would want to tell me bad news. Like they just they have no tact and they clearly were trying to sound as if they were empathetic. But they weren't, and they were enjoying every minute of it. <laughs> and also, they, they also were like, I mean, this sucks for us to tell you this. Like, they were very much like, this is about us. Yeah, right. We're very upset. Yeah. yeah you don't know how hard this is for me. But like, got it. <laughs> but you got to go break out with her on the phone, like, right now, because it's, we're upset. So they get him drunk. They drink a missile shot, which apparently is Red Bull with a shot of something, and then you shotgun it. Gross. Uh, Cindy, what you take the lead here. So you, you're, you're doing a drunk phone breakup with Craig and Shep egging you on. What could possibly go wrong? What did you think of the entire scene of that going down? Well, I mean, first of all, I loved how Craig is like, I'm the lawyer. I got this. <laughs> and then couldn't even form a sentence. Like, I, I for one side, it was Shep because Shep was like, what? the heck you were supposed to do this and now we're like futzing around over here so that kind of blew my mind and then yeah austin's just such a lame lame duck like just grow a pair address the situation but he kind of like batted around the bush until he finally had a moment of you know drunken clarity i guess and could sit down and do it and then they cut it off kind of at the end right yeah kind of um, and her, but he was spot on. I have to say when he's like, you're deflecting cause she 100% was doing that. Yeah. So in his drunkenness, that was a pretty good call out. It was, True. I did like True. Craig's line. I'm glad we have each other to like him, Shep and Austin. Cause again, yeah. it's all about Craig. The band's back yeah. together. But right. honestly, the only way the show is going to be any good is if like somebody is, like, that crew needs to be single and doing dumb stuff, or, like, the women need to hate each other and or be doing dumb stuff if they don't hate each other. And right now, the, our only chance is really those, those three amigos getting together and doing dumb stuff on King Street. That's all we got. 
Right. True. Because if Catherine's doing dumb stuff, nobody is feeling good about that. We need her to do the right thing. Right. So, she has two kids and her baby daddy's about to go to jail for being a sexual predator. So, again, stay off the weed! Yeah. <laughs> right. Two, two, two A's. Two Stephen A's. This is great. That's <laughs> what we call crossover programming, ladies. Crossover programming. Um, all right. Last thing I want to get to, because I, I, I skipped over it, but so Nico, the restaurant, is apparently in Mount Pleasant, which I find interesting for two reasons. One, they definitely play it up like Mount Pleasant's a lot more like close to downtown Charleston than it really is. And two, they invited a bunch of Charleston influencers over for brunch. But the seafood tower at Nico looks fantastic. So, guys, Oof. I'm in because I love me a seafood tower. So... I'm giving. I will, pay, I will pay for the Uber ride there. I yeah. don't care. I'm giving Nico <laughs> six great. stars up, six thumbs up, whatever. I'm here for. <laughs> I'm here for the seafood tower. It looks divine on television. <laughs> Agreed. It does. We also get our first real. Actually, no, that's not true. Matul does not really factor much into the second episode, but he's kind of a jerk at the gym to Naomi in the first episode. I don't. Yeah. Really, I don't really like his shtick. But that's okay. Yeah, it felt was, like I did. It did. I can't remember what he was doing, but I remember being like, eh, "Interesting way to be introduced to you, Matul." Yeah. What was he doing? Back off a little bit, bro. Yeah, he Honestly. was just being yeah. really condescending about her being in the gym, like her, her workout ethic, her work ethic in the gym. Yeah. But like, she's in great shape. I mean, let's, I'm not gonna split hairs. Like, I mean, yes, the nose going was basic and dumb, but like, she's still in really good shape. So, Matul, who cares? Like. Stop being a D. Right. right. <laughs> so anyway, right. but then we see and, him. And he, they are kind of like setting it up to how he's like, well, I'm working and I'm like super important and I'm on call. And so I do see that whole angle starting to be built. And I'm here for that storyline. I'm interested in that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. But we see him in episode three. He comes by Nico. Everybody's really excited that he's there. <laughs> But Cameron. this go there you Cameron. go. This goes to show oh. how far reality star for the last twenty years Cameron has fallen. She can't even be in the guy's <laughs> presence, like she's some like postmenopausal grandmother who hasn't been around an attractive man in like sixteen years. <laughs> Guys, take the take it from here. She melted like a puddle. It was terrible. I mean, she is always cool and collected, and she really lost her s there, and it was oh. hysterical. It was so funny. It was so funny. <laughs> she got so red. Like, you could see it on TV, so red. Yes. And then putting the napkin over her face, that was great. <laughs> it was a great scene. It was impromptu, but it, I was like, Cameron, you've got to hold it together. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is unbelievable right now. Matul's not going to be able to leave the restaurant because his head won't fit through the door after this. Like, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Matul's got to get back to his shift at the hospital. I can't. We got to take out a. We got to take out a wall here. Jeez. Anyway. I wonder if he works with Jason because Jason's also an anesthesiologist. Maybe. You know, I I thought that that's initially how they maybe met, but she said they met at a bar. But yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking no. But I also wonder if that's why Matul doesn't want to be on camera. Is he's like, oh, there's another anesthesiologist on the show. And he's not actually on it? Okay, I'm going to take a back seat and do that, too. Maybe I shouldn't have yelled at you at the gym. I'm going to come to your brunch, and then I'm out. (laughs) Right, right. Bye. Good compromise. So, to me, that's the first three episodes of Southern Charm. So, where are you guys at in terms of your excitement level for what's to come? And how does that rate with past seasons at this point in in the series of the show? I, I'm pains me to say this, but are the are the storylines getting old? Are the people getting old? Or we're not going to see anything new? I'm old in a while. Well, that people are getting old, as, as people do, as people do. But but I mean, are we just going over the same storylines, or are we going to see anything new or interesting? I mean, I guess TV day. I mean, last year was, like, fireworks, kind of, right? With the whole Ashley thing yes. and Thomas and all of that. And 
Catherine and her rising from the ashes. And, like, that was a real... I thought it was a really good season last season. So I don't know how this is going to shake out. Just what are they going to show us? I'm not sure. Cindy. Yeah, I mean, I think it bears the question, is there a good show without, dare I say, Thomas? Mm. Uh, And that's the biggest question going into the season. Now, it's terrible to say that because we all know what he's been accused of, blah, blah, blah. But... I don't know. I'm still here for like the little petty storylines because that just, you know, That's every day I, I enjoy that. Yeah. That's my thing. But yeah, it's, will it ever be Southern Charm of York? Can they ever reach that level again? I, I don't know. So are we on the downslope? Maybe, but I'm still going to watch and see. Sure. And I would say this. We said after season four, it, the show was in dire straits. And right. they came back, as Darius sure. pointed out. They came back really strong in season five. Um, Correct. Now it might be tough for them to like ebb and flow. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like Chelsea's boyfriend. Like, if they break up, that needs to happen like during filming. You know, like, um, yeah. and not, not to wish ill on anybody, but my point is like, it can't be an off-season thing. I'm also thinking there are shows now that are kind of interactive and. It sounds like the real drama is when something pops off that was filmed six months ago and then it goes down on Instagram or Twitter. Then, like, people are like, oh, wow. Like, then they went at each other in real life. Now, they almost need, like, a live feed on these people in, like, a box-in-box, picture-in-picture or something. Because, honestly, the real dirt is them reacting in real time as we're seeing it, not, like, Mm -hmm. the boring storylines or the semi-interesting storylines. But it's, like, them being petty in real time. So... I don't know that that's the solution, but TV's getting more interactive. People are watching with two screens, all these millennials and, and you know, and younger, because frankly, millennials are all like 30 years old now, so people stop blaming problems on millennials, like they're all 30 and older. Um, but this, Yeah, you tell them. You're welcome, Cindy. But the Gen, Z, the Gen Zers of the world, I mean, whatever the hell they are, like they're definitely watching with three screens going. So you might as well have, you know, Danny... And Madison going at it picture in picture. And, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that maybe people would like. But anyway, I'll give them credit for turning around season five after season four was a dud. And we don't know what's going to happen this year. But it's good to see – again, I'm here for Craig being Craig. I'm not here for – I'm no longer here for Shep being Shep. It's so boring. It's so tired. It's so tired. We barely talked about him. Like, I'm over yeah. I don't – Guys, I don't he got his own spinoff. He was so red hot and has fallen so far so fast. I could do with a recast on Shep. No question. Yeah, they need a new, younger guy. But not Austin. That guy, <laughs> but not Austin. Exactly what I was just going to say. Not Austin. A different, more dynamic. They need a new Craig. Like, they recast Shep as Austin, essentially. They got a new Shep in the pipeline. That person was Austin. We need a new Craig in the pipeline. Like, we need someone who's like, I don't know, like a, like a wild card and handsome and not like a, I, I don't know, just a different, whole different vibe. Maybe yeah. just a new, yeah, I need some new blood. No question. That's a great take. We need a new male lead who's actually not forced upon us and terribly weak, like our boy yes. Austin. Yes. Please. But I, I also I could do more with Craig and his personal assistant like bickering. I could do with more of that. <laughs> Agreed. I love it. So, all right, ladies. So let's see. There's three episodes in the bag. Episodes four is tomorrow. Um, I'll get this up tonight, by the way. So that so it's a true statement. Um, it wasn't. It's a ten episodes plus a two or three part reunion usually, right? Uh, two, I think. Okay. Yeah. So why don't we plan on, if nothing crazy happens, we'll check in at episode six where we'll see where we're at. Mm-hmm. And we'll keep this thing rolling. So, Dara, keep taking your notes. Okay. Everybody else who follows the show, you know, get, let it, give us questions. Send it in to, you know, send it in to Filibuster Freestyle. We want to know about it. And um, it, it sounds like we got to brace ourselves for Ashley showing up because right now that seems to be our only shot at fireworks. I'm pumped. I'll it. I guess you guys have talked me into Ashley coming back because of how boring this is right now. So, <laughs> But if we learned anything tonight, we learned that 
we need to go to the rooftop place and we need to go to Nico for the seafood tower. So all is not lost. And for right. God's right. sakes, Gizmo, Craig, reunited. We need that. Andy, if yeah. you're listening, Andy Cohen, if you're listening, if any Andy's PAs are <laughs> listening, gosh darn it, Gizmo and Craig for life. That's it. Give the people what they want. Got to give the yeah. people. No question. Get Gizmo and Elvis together. After this, oh. you know, this is all together. Wait, Gizmo and who? <laughs> Elvis. Oh, sure. How about a buddy cop movie with Gizmo and Elvis? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> we can get, we'll do like a look who's talking style thing. It'll be great. <laughs> It'll be great. You know when you're talking about the cat and the dog in the show, it's they gotta get they gotta get more exciting here in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're here for it, Cindy. Dara, stick around for a second, but thank you both for being on. Great to be back. Southern Charm Season 6 in the freestyle. And I will talk to you ladies soon.